You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil and I'm joined in the studio by all three hosts, Ken, Matt, and Jeff. How's it going? How's it going? Going good. You mean the three hosts who aren't you? The three hosts who aren't me because I do not exist, therefore I am not real. Mm -hmm. How was your uh, trip to Machu Picchu? Mm, Beautiful this time of season, whichever time of season this episode is released in. (laughs) Uh, well, um, today's uh, going to be a fun game. Uh, we were reached out uh, by a great listener named Chris Haith, who uh, put together a special geek episode, geek-centric episode. And we've been uh, working schedules back and forth, uh, playing phone tag, but we finally got everyone here. We're excited to play it, and uh, we'd like to introduce from Dayton, Ohio, Chris Haith. How's it going, Chris? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Doing really well. Thank you for writing the game, joining us, and uh, putting in all the effort for for this. But before we get to it, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into trivia, and how you found the show. Uh, how I got into trivia. Um, I actually got into trivia through my wife. Uh, she uh, is a wedding photographer. Um, she and her sister are her sister Sarah Reed. So you guys have had her on mm, a couple times. Mm-hmm. That's my sister-in-law. Um, anyways, they. Um, they, they met a guy that uh, hosted uh, trivia, and they were getting married, and they're like, come on and try it sometime. So I said, okay. And that was about six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. and we tried it, loved it, and been doing it ever since. I graduated to uh, being a host for a couple years in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, where I used to live. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever since then, I've just always been a uh, – just always been – love trivia. Yeah, you could thank peer not very, pressure. Not peer very good at great. it, but I love playing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just to plug uh, their company, it's Jessica and Sarah Weddings. Yes, that's yep. that's correct. dot com yep. or JessicaSarahPhotography. dot com. Great, yeah, we'll put that uh, that link in the show notes to make sure uh, that they're available for all your wedding photography needs. Uh, just a quick thank you for uh, joining me for dinner here in the city of Chicago a couple mm. couple that, months that, ago. That, dude, that was really good. I can't remember the name of the place. We had, we had some Moroccan food. Oh, which I've never really had before. Good. It was tasty. <laughs> well, uh, before we throw it to you to explain what kind of game you put together today, uh, let's throw it to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. 
At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. And uh, it should be noted that the rules guy recorded that one in a wizard robe. Oh, you can really you can really hear the, uh, the the magical nature of that one. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And today, so me and Neil will be playing on a team. Is that correct? Yeah, let's, let's do it. And then you guys were desperate to play on a team together. Yeah, so me and me and Jeff grew up, uh, you know, doing our nerd activities together. So uh, since our, our current jam is Magic the Gathering, we're going to be the plural of Black Lotus, the Black Lotai. I think that's pretty incorrect, but... Don't know what that means, but mm-hmm. it sounds pretty cool. Yep. Uh, a lot of my younger nerd self was devoted to wrestling, so we are going with uh, the Iron Geek. Very nice. Classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're excited. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, feel free to take it away, Chris. Okay. Um, like I said, it's like standard questions. I have them all over the place. Uh, comic book, uh, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. Mm. Um, all of Neil's favorites. Let's do this. Uh, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's, um, you know, it's one of those things. If You know, if you don't like, uh, if you don't like any of the stuff that I mentioned, if you're not in Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, or aliens or comic books or anything like that then you know there's no reason for anybody to listen on first of all and second of all in my opinion they should uh, re-examine their life but that's okay that's just me (laughs) you're the man stop (laughs) listening (laughs) i uh then listen to the next episode i would advocate for the opposite Uh stick around maybe we'll make a couple jokes and you'll learn something so there you go hopefully we're funny (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed all right chris two of us are (laughs) yeah all right you guys ready let's do it all right, question one. Excelsior. Stan Lee, rest in peace, was the face and voice for Marvel Comics and will always be loved by generations of kids and adults. What many people don't realize is that Stan Lee was actually a pen name. For 10 points, what was his real name? For five bonus Excelsiors, what does the word Excelsior mean? Mm, that's not good for us, is it? No, no, it's not. Good. I remember, <laughs> I remember reading what his real name was. I just didn't uh, store it away. Okay, we're locked in. Yeah. All right, quick lock in from these guys. Um, so as for Excelsior, I actually read after he passed. Mm-hmm. I read what it meant. It was something like ever upward or right. something like that. Yeah, that sounds about ever right to upward me. or yeah. upward and onward, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, and then yeah, I didn't. Uh, I guess I didn't even realize he had a uh, a last name that wasn't Lee because I never mm-hmm. really looked into it. So. Let's say uh, Stanley Lebowski. Mm, it's Stanley Spider-Man. And ever onward and upward. Yep. <laughs> so we, we didn't really know. So um, uh, we locked in for the name uh, Leibowitz as the last name. And with the Lee there, that's my, might be. my logic. Right. And then uh, for Excelsior, we just put forever forward. Um, you guys are very close. His name was actually Stanley Lieber. Mm. Um, and you are correct in that the name Excel, where Excelsior means higher or ever upward. Or what was the bonus? Five? Five. five. So you five. got five points then, yeah. All right, question two, potatoes. In the Lord of the Rings, there's a popular line, often memed, that Samwise says to Gollum when Gollum says he doesn't know what taters is. Fill in the blanks to Sam's response. Potatoes. Blank them, blank them, blank them in a blank. We're good, right? Do you have any idea on this? Oh God, no! Uh, <laughs> I haven't. I saw the movie in the theater, and then I saw the movie never again. The first one. <laughs> yeah, I saw it in the theater too. I never saw it again because I didn't yeah. want to. Um, okay, so it's it's potatoes. Blank them, blank them, blank them, and blank. Mm. Blank them in a blank. Oh, blank them. Okay, so probably cook them in a pan, maybe. 
Maybe it's rhyming. What's his name? Tolkien mm-hmm. liked to rhyme yeah. stuff. Maybe shake them and bake them. Shake them, bake them. <laughs> uh, how about, uh, let's see, potatoes. No, I'm, I'm sure on the rest Grow of them. Grow them. For clarification, I'm not sure if this is actually in the book. This is in the movie, the movie. specifically, though. Okay. okay. Well, good, because I was looking to the book, which I, <laughs> I have also not read. Um, we're not, we're not going to get We're this, not going to so. get them. So we're just going to say, we're going to lock them with grow them, eat them, or grow them, cook them, eat them in a pan. Yeah. All right, potatoes, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Wow, that makes a lot more sense. That is correct. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Well, we are going to get trounced. Mr. Frodo, <laughs> Mr. Frodo. Number three, hometown heroes. For this question, I'm going to give you, in alphabetical order, the names of five of DC's most popular superheroes and the names of the five cities that they reside in, also in alphabetical order. Um, now you guys can do this how you want, like 10 points for all or two points each match them up. It's up to you. Let's do two points for each. Okay. All right. The heroes are as follows in alphabetical order, Batman, Flash, Green Arrow, Nightwing, Superman. And the cities are Bloodhaven, Central City, Gotham, Metropolis, Star City. We're locked in. Okay, cool. I also watched the, the sucks. those CW DC shows, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is how I know these. Me too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. So here is my thinking. Yep. Gotham is obviously Batman. Metropolis, obviously Superman. I would say um, whatever that blood one was, I think that's Nightwing because Nightwing's like a darker sort of character. Makes sense. I remember uh, Neil going on some kind of uh, insane rant about wanting a uh, Star Industries sweater that was supposed to be from The Flash. So I would go Star City for Flash, and then that would leave Central for Green Arrow. I'm good with that. Sound good. Yeah, so Matt and I uh, like the CW shows. Uh, we're in agreement on most of those. Batman, Gotham, Superman, Metropolis, uh Bloodhaven, Nightwing, uh, but uh, what you're mistaken there is the Flash, uh, Barry Allen, works at Star Labs, which is mm-hmm. in Star City, uh, where Green Arrow is the hero, and he lives in Central City because he works for the Central City PD. Well, how am I supposed yeah. to know that? Good God. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yes, you're correct. Batman is, of course, Gotham. Flash is, is Central City. Green Arrow is Star City, but I, I believe in the show they call it Starling City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ken, Nightwing, you have failed Nightwing. this city. <laughs> Nightwing is a Bloodhaven, and the way it's basically described is, from what I can tell, is that night, uh, Bloodhaven is kind of like uh, Brooklyn would be to New York City, which would be Gotham, the inspiration. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way they described it, or maybe Newark, who knows. So more um, more hipsters there for Nightwing to fight. Yeah, a lot of right? coffee shops. Yeah, a lot of coffee, <laughs> nice coffee shops. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, Superman is Metropolis. Yeah. So, all right, question four. The art of the heart explosions. What Swiss artist, whose unique style was described as biomechanical, was the lead designer and is attributed with the design of the xenomorph, a.k.a. the alien, of the Alien movie franchise? Uh, we're we're going to lock in on that one. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, I don't either. We're going to say the Santa Claus. Really, Scott? <laughs> it's funny. You're not too far off with Santa Claus. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're going to go with Geiger. Hmm. That is correct. H.R. Geiger. Now, if you just told me it was a way to measure radiation, I would have been all over that. Yeah. <laughs> his his designs are just unreal. Like, I, there's not really anyone who's matched him yet, uh, especially with that creature specifically. The alien creature is just unbelievable. The xenomorph. It is. It really is. All right. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Question number five. Vader, you're killing me. 
in the original trilogy, how many people within two did Darth Vader actually kill kill by himself, either by hand, force, or as a pilot? And I put a note in here that there is a debate as to whether or not he killed Kenobi or Kenobi gave himself to the force. Mm-hmm. Also, some people argue that he committed suicide by asking Luke to take off his mask. So for argument's sake, neither himself nor Kenobi count. And we're not counting the <laughs> fact that he ordered the uh, um, the planet to be blown up, right? Correct. That okay. would be a lot. Yeah. It would be in Calc- That was Tarkin. Did that. Oh, was it Tarkin? Okay. <laughs> those, tus- yeah. those Tusken Raiders. Wasn't was there, like, was it Tarkin or was it CGI Tarkin? Uh, CGI Tarkin actually didn't. He just half destroyed a couple planets. Oh, okay. He didn't destroy the whole planet until mm-hmm. he was real Tarkin. Okay. <laughs> it's, just, it's like someone joins in like right now. Like, what are they talking about? Who is Tarkin? Um, all right, Matt. Um, I think I'm close. Write yours down and then we'll... That's exactly what I wrote down. Is so it? Let's lock okay. <laughs> We're locked in. So dudes that he personally kills. I think it's like three or four. It's very few. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a couple that he ices in the... Um, oh. Does he even kill anybody in the um, the very first scene on the ship? That Le- uh, Prince Slay is on. Well, he force chokes that one guy to death. To death? Yeah. Oh, we forgot when he goes through the corridor and like kills all those people. That's uh, right. Before one. I know, <laughs> I was trying to mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> get out Again, of here. I'm talking about CGI Tarkin here. You think you're gonna get me? As a pilot. <laughs> does he does he get anybody as a pilot? Oh, uh, let's say three. Let's say three. Okay. Wait, it's within two. two? Let's yeah. say two. Okay. Because if it's zero, then it, we'll get zero. It could be zero. Right, yeah. Let's say two. Okay, Matt. Uh, I yeah, I think he definitely got a couple of guys um, in the the fights that where they're dog fighting or whatever. And is was it the X wing or Tie fight or whatever it is? Pretty sure he gets to two. And I think he did force choke somebody. But I, I'm some for some reason I was just drawn to six. Yeah, and I, I kind of wrote down six too. I figured it was a low amount, which is why the Rogue One fight scene at the end was so powerful because he just killed a ton of guys in a, in a matter of seconds. You so. never get to see that. You never get to see it because he's so powerful, yet you never see him be so powerful until Rogue One showed it, So, which is a reshoot too, which is kudos to them. But um, let's do, uh, yeah, we're going to go six. Um, yeah, uh, what you're going to say is uh, the last five minutes of Rogue One where he just goes goes ballistic, man, is, by, in my opinion, the best five minutes of all Star Wars mm-hmm. all combined. So good. All together. Yes, it is. Um, the actual number that he killed was 11 wow. in the trilogy. Wow, we short. Um, they are listed as such. Number one, he killed Captain Antilles at the beginning of A New Hope. Um, and then two through five in the trenches in his ship as a pilot, he killed three Y-wing pilots. Mm-hmm. Then six or eight, he killed three X-wing pilots, including Biggs and Red Leader. Mm-hmm. Um, in Empire Strikes Back, he forced chokes Admiral Ozzel and then Captain Nita. And in Return of the Jedi, he, he kills Emperor Palpatine. And after five questions, it looks like uh, the Black Lotai have a very slight lead of 21 points to 20. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty mm, close. 21 points. We're, we're not as That's geeky as you probably would have hoped, Chris, but we're trying. Mm-hmm. Hey, are, are you guys having fun? Oh, we love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm having a great good time, too. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> At least we understand the, que- the <laughs> questions. <are answered. laughs> True. You haven't said a word I don't know yet. So. Uh, let me see. Number six. Oh my God, you killed Kenny. And this question was thanks to my friend, uh, give a little shout out if it's okay. Yeah. To my friend, uh, Scott Gibson, who is the owner and one of the hosts of Louisville Trivia. 
he's really the one who hired me, got me as a host. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this question is thanks to him. You're here, so, Scott. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Scott Gibson of Louisville Trivia. Louisville, real uh, trivia hotbed. Yeah, it is. We it gotta, really we, is. We got to visit it, down there and yeah. do some sort of event. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, again, number six. Oh, my God, you killed Kenny. In the 1999 movie, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, you finally get to hear Kenny's voice for one sentence. Who provided the voice for that one sentence? Matt, I have an idea. I've only seen this movie once, but I know kind of the story. Do you have any it. better guess? No, that's a good, that's it's on theme. He definitely did a um, a surprise voice, um, which is really funny. But all right, so after a brief discussion, me and Jeff are in. Yeah, so Matt, I I've only seen this movie once, and um, I don't know much about it. I know more about like the story behind it. I'm more into like the behind the scenes of how. Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone make the show like I love they did this little documentary about how they turn around episodes in a week and whatnot (laughs) Um, but uh, anyway I do know they I don't know if it was the movie or the television show it might have been the television show that they had someone voice Kenny who was like a creator of um, another show cartoon or could this be Seth MacFarlane I'm trying to think Uh, I don't know those were like the only cartoon people there's no one else right yeah let's let's say Seth MacFarlane okay Seth MacFarlane. And I just remembered there was something with South Park and George Clooney. Uh, I don't know if that was it, but we went with George Clooney. I George think... Clooney was the gay turkey. No, George Clooney uh, did the voice the of dog. Kyle's dog, who was gay. The gay oh, dog. Yeah. That's what that is. Hmm. Kyle's dog, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, you guys were so close. You actually mentioned it, his name before. It was actually Mike Judge that oh. provided this voice of Kenny. Well, I was happy oh. that he said it out loud. <laughs> we were in the, like, the right ballpark, so yeah. it was like another creator. So. It was a toss-up yeah. at that point. Yeah. Mike Judge created one of our more recent favorite uh, shows. Silicon Valley? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, number seven. I never got into anime, so this is the best I got. Um, I know um, Sarah told me that you guys, a lot of you guys uh, are into anime. We and are sitting so on the right side my... of the table. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no idea if this is a super easy or super hard question, so I just found it, and so hopefully it, it works. But uh, the question, in the 1985 anime, Vampire Hunter D. Easy. The, the <laughs> prota- <laughs> We're going to get this wrong. The protagonist, Count Magnus Lee, is purportedly named after a famous actor. For 10 points, what's the actor's name? Uh, I don't watch anime. Uh, what, what's the name of the character? Uh, Count Mangus Lee. You're locked in? Yeah, we'll lock in. Okay, it's from 85, so Mangus yeah, I mean Bruce Lee makes the most sense. It's the time period. It's anime. It's Mangus Lee. I mean, we're not talking about like Christopher Lee, right? Because it is Vampire Hunter, and Christopher Lee played Dracula. Oh, that makes more sense. Let's let's go with that. Okay, that that's I don't know at, at all. I just oh yeah, me either. that's my so logic. Would, so I don't. And I was just yeah. Um, potentially. I mean, racist. if you want to go with that, because he was Dracula ton in Hammer films and stuff. Yeah, let's okay. let's lock in with that. Or right, we'll go Christopher Lee. Yeah. Um, me and Jeff are more familiar with the sequel, uh, Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. I have seen the first Vampire Hunter D. movie as well. I think it's based off Christopher Lee, based on the name. You Both teams are correct. Ooh. It is Sir Christopher Lee. All right. It is 85, so I think of everybody in this group, I'm the only one here that was alive when it came out. Depending um, on when it came out. I technically, I was breathing, but not walking yet. Yeah. Well, fair enough. If it came out in December, I was alive. <laughs> <laughs> you were alive for the whole year, minus part of a day. Neil? Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number eight. Oh, Captain, my captain. In the Star Trek series of the 60s, what was the name of the first captain of the Star Trek Enterprise, NCC-1701? We're locked in. 
I think in the first episode or whatever it is. Wasn't it Spock? And then he, their relationship started off on the wrong foot because he took over for Spock. Right. Yeah. Because that he doesn't start off as the captain, and then he he's thrust into it, and that's kind of where the show. I don't know where I'm getting that. I always thought that Spock always had that weird. Um, I don't really watch the show, but he always had that weird um thing with with Kirk because he was the captain. He he was the smartest one on the ship, but he wasn't captain. Yeah. No. I mean, if it's not him, I don't have a name of anybody else. I don't so either. I just know that it was. It's not going to be the ship. I just know damage Jim. I'm, right? I'm not a doctor, or, or is that what he's saying? I can't remember. Yeah. Well, Bones. whatever. We're gonna we're, Spock, right? Yeah. Leonard, let's go, Spock. Nimoy. Doohan. All right. Well, um, I have seen the first episode of Star Trek, and only the first episode of Star Trek, um, and I've watched the um, new set of movies. That's good because Shatner comes in in the second episode of Star Trek. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and anyways, I was uh, surprised to learn that it starts out. I think that that character Pike is the the first captain of the Enterprise. Oh, from the movies, Pike. Yeah, I think oh. so. I, I think so. I can't quite remember, but I think it's Pike. Okay, yeah, uh, you are correct. Uh, and it is Christopher Pike. Mm. He was the captain of the original pilot, and he was portrayed by uh, Bruce Greenwood, I believe, as Admiral Pike in that the is correct. Uh, 09 reboot. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Come on, Neil. Number nine, roll the dice. When Gary Gygax invented Dungeons and Dragons, he was unable to find a publisher and created his own company to publish it under an acronym company name. For 10 points, name the acronym company he created. For a bonus, five points. What does the acronym stand for? I need to make a uh, intelligence check here. <laughs> We're gonna lock in with D I C E. Oh, that's, that's smart dice. Oh, I've always known it to be distributed <laughs> by Wizards of the Coast, but obviously that happened later. What know. do you think? I I just wrote down a wall because it's kind of like a military term. Yeah. I don't know. Well, he was saying it's it was funny D I C E. I was thinking it was D I C because that was a. a company that was around then they ended up producing cartoons and stuff it could be them then or we can go with dnce for joe jonas yeah 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 right but what did that stand for he left the u out uh so so uh, dnce dnce yeah i don't know we're gonna call it uh dungeons where neil uh this uh, is worth it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, dungeons where Neil does calligraphy in Ecuadorian. Mm-hmm. That's what it stands for. Okay, we're just going with dice. <laughs> no, no second yeah. response. Uh, yeah, you're so close with the dungeons with Neil. No, um, is actually TSR, which stands for Tactical Studies Rules. Oh wow. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, question ten. Open Sesame. This is thanks to uh, I got this question. Um, Aaron Barclay. She uh, sent me a, co- a bunch of questions mm. that I could use because I know very little about Harry Potter. I know I'm in the minority there, but uh, she was uh, nice and, and gracious enough to uh, help me out here. With well, the you're in the questions. majority on this show because we're not generally the biggest Harry Potter yeah. people either. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. So, uh, in Harry Potter, which spell is used to open doors? Mm. I know a few spells. Yeah, if it's not uh, Leviosa. We're locked in. I don't know what You're it is. You're locked in, okay. So you have Levio- Leviosa. Yeah. Or you have, uh, or yeah, that's right, because they always, I just, either... So I just started watching the movies for the first time, and I literally got to that scene and fell asleep and haven't picked up. So. Well, because they argue, because one goes Leviosa, yeah, and one know. goes Leviosa. But this isn't the right answer. Um, and then there's, um, I don't know, uh, I'm thinking of the, yeah. the, um, the stag, or what's that thing called that he has? his like spirit animal I, i'm thinking of that spell but it's patronus. not patronus patronus thank you yeah. oh yeah expecto patronum it's not that um how about uh opanin sesama yeah <laughs> fine 
uh, whatever gibberish you just said is our answer. Uh, we'll call it. We'll, we'll say Eponine Sesame, which is the character from Les Mis plus Sesame Street. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> we are not positive on this, but Alohomora popped into my head, so I'm going to say Alohomora. The answer is Alohomora. Oh, come on. I'm the biggest Harry Potter fan, yeah. guys. Oh, just like you're the biggest Collingwood Magpies fan, apparently. Mm-hmm. You're a real He's a Carlton fan. All right. After 10 questions, it looks like the Black Low Tie are still in the lead, 51 to 30 against the, uh, what was it, Iron uh, Geek? Iron, Iron Geek. Geek. Yeah. Right. We're not doing uh, too good of a showing today. We're not having too good of a showing. Let's, get, okay. let's get into the swing round, see what let's happens. Need some WD-40. It'll loosen you up. For the swing round... I'm going to give you the name of a real name of a superhero for five points each. Name the superhero associated with the increasing, increasingly difficult real name. Ooh. Number one, Hal Jordan. Number two, Steve Rogers. Right. Number three, Slade Wilson. Number four, Selena Kyle. Number five, Wade Wilson. Number six, Aurora Monroe. Number seven, Johan Schmidt, number eight, Jesse Custer, number nine, Nathan Summers, and number 10, Wanda Maximoff. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, looks like the answers are locked in on both sides. We'll see what we got. All right, uh, number one, Hal Jordan. All right, um, yeah, Hal Jordan, I think, is one of the Green Lanterns. Yeah, we went yeah. with the same. Very good. Number two, Steve Rogers. Captain America. And uh, Jeff's doing the Captain America pose when he's hol- pulling the helicopter back <laughs> in with his immaculate biceps, so we said Captain America. Uh, it is Captain America, yes. Number three, Slade Wilson. So um, I was uh, trying to think of the the name here um and dead dead shot kept coming to mind from suicide squad but i didn't think it was him i thought it was the other the other mercenary guy kind of the um the deadpool of the dc universe but i couldn't pull the name but it's something like Deadshot or something like that yeah this is um he's actually in the uh the Arrowverse. he's um he's on the island with them in the beginning it's uh deathstroke i oh, believe damn it 
I knew I knew it. Yeah, you're correct. It is uh, it is Deathstroke. Uh, Deadshot is actually uh, the mercenary. You're probably thinking of it's uh, Floyd Lawton. Is no, his name? No, I, I was I was thinking of of um, Deathstroke. I just couldn't think of his his name. Uh, he has the dueling swords right yeah. on the back. Yeah, Joe Magnello. I, I went with Deadshot as a as a backup answer. Apparently, so. Joe Magnello is a huge D and D player. He's oh, really? got like yeah, he's got this like whole man cave in mm-hmm. his basement. Sofia Vergara like caters D and D events. It sounds like the cutest thing I've ever heard. It's like some kind got, of D and D event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four, Selena Kyle. That would be Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Catwoman. Yep. Yep. Number five, Wade Wilson. Uh, Jason wouldn't forgive us. Uh, who hosts our trivia night? Uh, that's Deadpool. That would be Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Yes, it is. Number six, Aurora Monroe. That is Storm from the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we went through this one back and forth, and I thought it was Storm because it sounded like Aurora uh, Borealis is what we were talking about. Yeah, but, something some kind of weather, and then we went with Poison Ivy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is Storm. Number six, Johan Schmidt. This one took a little longer, but uh, I was thinking about German characters and ended up with the Red Skull. Yeah, all I could hear in my head was uh, Dr. Zola. So I went with Red Skull. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. Uh, Dr. Uh, Red Skull. Number eight. Find a cube. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Number eight, Jesse Custer. This one did not ring a bell at all for me, so we just went with Reverse Flash. Hmm. That's not bad. Um, I, I felt like I had heard the name before, but, you know, it probably isn't. But uh, we went with Mr. Freeze. Uh, Jesse Custer actually goes by the name Preacher. Oh. Uh, oh if yeah, you guys yeah, have yeah. seen the uh, the series on AMC, I highly recommend it. Cassidy is probably one of the best characters ever. Uh, Preacher's a very, very dark uh, type thing. If, if um, Jesse Custer is actually an anagram for Secret Jesus. Mm. So it's, uh, it's a very dark show. And if you're pretty sensitive, I wouldn't suggest watching it. But if you're not so sensitive, then it's, uh, it's fantastic. Yep, no problems in this room. <laughs> Number nine, Nathan Summers. Yeah, this one, uh, this is the last one that we didn't have, and um, I didn't know what it was, so I was trying to think of a name that sounded superhero-y, and the accounting, or the company that we do our accounting through for work is called Havoc, so we wrote Havoc. <laughs> I believe uh, Nathan Summers is Cyclops' brother who shoots beams out of his chest, and his name's Havoc. Uh, so you're so close. Nathan Summers is actually Cyclops' son, Oh, and his name is Cable. Oh. oh, oh, Josh Brolin, and then there's another guy though who has stuff that comes Siren. out of his chest. Siren, maybe that's Havoc. That Havoc, is that Havoc is, him. is Alex Summers. Oh, yep, Alex Summers. Yeah, and uh, Mr. Freeze's name, Victor Freeze. <laughs> yes, <There you> go. <laughs> that's a good one, Victor Freeze. A. Uh, and number ten, Wanda Maximoff, uh, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Yep, also known as the daughter of Magneto, Scarlet Witch, and the third Olsen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that they always seem to forget uh, that she's uh, Magneto's kid, or at least they they stopped it because of the uh, the rights issue there between Fox and mm-hmm. Marvel. All right. After that swing round, looks like we picked up thirty five points to bring us to eighty six. Uh, thirty five points going to the Iron Geek as well for sixty five total. Yeah, we're hanging in there. Hanging in yeah. there. What's funny in an unprecedented move uh, in the triviality bylaws, if you hit the number eighty six on the dot, you mm-hmm. get zero points because yeah. it's eighty sixth. <laughs> yeah it's like 21 round two put away the underroos and it's time to get your big boy tights on uh number one it's about time 
In 2005, Time Magazine compiled a list of the most influential and best novels of the past century beginning in 1923 to 2005. Surprisingly to many, a single graphic novel made that list. What was that graphic novel? Locked in. Is this um, The Watchmen? I would think so. I think that's like the highly, most highly regarded graphic novel. Yeah. Either that or Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, but. And, or The Killing Joke. Is that? But I don't think, I think that's later and I don't know. Because I know those are like the big Batman ones that are. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like The Watchmen is, uh, or Watchmen is the most well regarded. Yeah. You want to lock in with that one? Yeah. We'll go okay. We are locking in with Watchmen. That is correct. Watchmen. Fantastic graphic novel. A lot of people didn't like the movie. I thought it was great. Um, a lot of people just hate Zack Snyder, but I thought the movie was excellent. Oh, Snyder's I, are, I feel like bad. if you liked the graphic novel, there's really no problem, especially with the extended edition of the Watchmen movie, except for some of the acting, maybe. like It's got problems, but overall, I think it's yeah. pretty good. And Snyder's yeah. Man of Steel isn't that bad either. People overreact no. to it. Who's yeah. watching the Watchmen right That's now? That's a question. <laughs> Number two, fake people have feelings too. In the movie Blade Runner, what derogatory word do some people, humans refer to replicants as? Locked in. Have you seen the newer Blade Runner? Yeah. I, uh, well, they're replicants or the mm. robots. I'm trying to remember the derogatory term. Like rust buckets? It's something It's something like simple like that. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to pull it. I've, and, I've, and I've never seen it. So. I like rust buckets. That yeah. works. Okay. We locked in. Not electric sheep. It's uh, skin jobs. Hmm. That is correct. Skin jobs. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, <laughs> like a thousand jokes just <laughs> passed through Neil's mind. Uh, I was going to eat my Dunkin' Munchkin and be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. So I dubbed the Unforgiven, also provided by Aaron Barclay. Thanks. Right. Thank you again, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. And in Harry Potter, who was the first person that Harry used an unforgivable curse on? There's two people I think it might be. Is this fat brother? Yeah, that's one of them. Augustus Groot? <laughs> I have, yeah, I have two people. You're not like That's also right? not correct for the context. <laughs> let's, Augustus uh, Groot. Let's, I believe we'll, it's Augustus Gloop. Whatever. Let's talk about it. I I have two ideas. Showing my geek cred there. Well, there's the Unforgiven curse where you sound like Kirk Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> curse of the Bambino. That's when you... Yep. Sell your best picture. Yeah, the Curse of, of the Billy Goat. Uh-huh. Um, we could be locked in with your answer, by the way. You want to go with that? Yeah, Okay. fine. All right. We're locked in. I'm trying to remember how Bellatrix meets her end. Let's say Somewhere. Voldemort. Let's say Voldy. Okay. Voldemort. Voldy. It might be the one and only time. <laughs> Voldemort. Voldemort. Vote. Was that you and I doing that during that game? Hmm. The uh, Hollywood. The Harry Potter game when Aaron was hosting and we were Team Voldemort. And we were like, Voldemort. Yeah. yeah. Um, vote. Goldie Wil- or Voldie Wilson for mayor. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, mayor. So I wrote down Malfoy, which is ultimately our answer. But th- there's two instances. I remember he was fighting Malfoy and he did it. And then he got in big trouble. And I don't know if it was from Professor Snape or uh, someone else. But I remember he did it to him, I think. And then when Matt said his brother, I know he got into a fight with his his mud muggle br- uh, brother don't don't say the other one right we're not allowed <laughs> to say my, things around I, here like that <laughs> um but i remember i think he did it to him or there was a scene when he got uh scared by the death eaters and then they thought harry did it i can't remember but anyway i, I just put malfoy because i know they had a duel and then he did it and then he got in big trouble and you guys are with voldemort voldemort all right we are locked in 
All right. According to uh, this, it's the first person he uses the unforgivable curse on was Bellatrix. Mm. Hmm. Is that? Right. I, I, I can't really deny that because I have no idea. So yeah, sounds that, right. That was my gut, but we couldn't remember. So. Yes. Sorry. You win this round, Aaron. And Voldemort. She wins both rounds. Got yeah. both. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number four. Wow, she gets around. This is also from my friend Scott at Louisville Trivia. What actress has starred in the following TV shows and or movies? Firefly and Serenity, Dollhouse, Terminator, The Sarah, Chronicle, Sarah Connor Chronicles, Alphas, and Arrow. I liked it. Yep. Um, oh, my God. It's Summer. No, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. Summer from... What? Firefly. I didn't see Firefly. I watched Dollhouse. Eliza Dushku? No, it's not Eliza Dushku. She uh, is in Dollhouse. Yeah. And Alphas, I think. She's, She's um, on Arrow. Oh, this is going to kill me. I'll get it. Hold on. Is I just, she, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. She's like. Is uh, it the girl from the OC? She's like a geek queen. No, she, so she was, the she was, uh, you know, from Firefly. She did Marshall. You didn't watch that. So Dollhouse, she was, um, no, and Sarah Connor, Connor Coles, she was the Terminator. Okay. Or no, no, her name is Summer. Not the character. Summer Johnson. Summer, um, Summer, <laughs> Summer Johnson is somebody who's been on our show. Summer Roberts. Uh, I can't <laughs> I can't remember her last name. I think it's Summer. Uh, Summer, um, I'm not going to get it. I got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Summer Autumn. All right. We're locked in with Summer. Summer Glau. Uh, what a Duncan Munchkin. Stop saying that. <laughs> Summer Glau is correct. Uh, number five. If you thought she got around, get a load of this guy. Hmm. What actor has appeared in the following movie or movie franchises? Flash Gordon, The NeverEnding Story, Transformers, Star Wars, Star Trek, and Doctor Who. Wow. Oh, see, I know a guy that was in two of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, I don't know if he was in all the other ones, though. Interesting. Because he was younger in Flash Gordon, and then as he aged. Right. If he was in Star Wars and he was in Star Trek... It's the same director, mm-hmm. so I'm guessing that maybe he cast him twi- again. Okay, but I I can't be. Let Let's just lock in with that because okay. I, I don't think we're gonna get closer. Okay, yeah, that's fine. And now you guys can chat. There is there is somebody that's in Star Wars and Star Trek, and I'm trying to remember who the crossover is. Simon Pegg is. Simon Pegg makes sense. Is he in Doctor Who. God, I feel like he. Nick Frost is definitely because he plays Santa Claus. Oh, I, I didn't even think of these like. Um. Rogue One or anything. Simon Pegg is a good one. Would he have been around for Flash Gordon? He could have been a voice. He does voiceover work. I doubt he's in Flash Gordon. Um, The one I was going to say as a joke is John Hurt is super old and John Hurt is one of the doctors. He's like, he's barely in it. Um, He's in like a special. He's in everything. He's he's Doctor Nine and a Half, I think. He's not in Star Trek though or Star Wars. No. Andy Serkis. No. Idris Elba, no. No. Damn, this is hard. Yeah. Until we hear it, and then we're like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm." We're going to lock in with Ricardo Montalban. That's a good guess. Uh, I I heard some really cool names. There are some people that are in multiple franchises on this list that are younger, but I thought since Flash Gordon is older, it would have to be someone who was maybe 30, 40 in that time and then was older in the other franchises. So Matt agreed I I could be way off, but I know he's in Star Star Wars. I know he's in Flash Gordon, so I just played the odds, and I went with... uh, Ken's favorite, forgive me, John. Max von Sydow. That might be right. Mm. His birth name was Mohinder Purba. Um, he's actually, he's four foot four inches tall. He is of Indian descent. 
And of all the 165 Loompa Loompas in Charlie Chocolate Factory, he played every one of them. And he goes by the name Deep Roy. All right. Uh, so after five questions in that round, it looks like we have moved up to 116. Where are you guys landing? We only got 10 more points, so we're at 75. All right. All right. Question number six. Metropolis, not where you think. In 1938, two young men of Jewish heritage named Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, living in New York City, created the Man of Steel who would forever be known as Superman. Right? Wrong. Simon and Schuster were actually from another city. What city was it? Hmm. Do you write something down? Yeah, I have an idea. Well, yeah, we can we can go with yours if you want. I, I mean, I don't really know, so it's okay. We're locked in then. All right. Um. So he's originally from Smallville, Kansas. Oh. Do you want to uh, pick a Kansas city or just go Smallville, even though I think it's fictional? Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like like a, you're thinking like a Topeka, sure, or a sure. Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> I'll let Matt say his. Uh, I was thinking maybe it was Kansas City because yes, because uh, yeah. Metropolis is in Kansas in the comics. But what do you? What do right. You... Well, I was thinking he's the the Man of Steel. Maybe he's from Steel City, so we said Pittsburgh. Okay, Pittsburgh was really close. I had to do a uh, shout out to the state that I live in of Ohio. They were actually from Cleveland. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I think and I knew that. in fact, uh, Ohio is the only state. Um, if you see people with Ohio plates, you can actually get a Superman uh, license plate. Oh, cool. And nice. um, they, uh, their plates, they basically, the extra fees that you do go to, uh, um, they pay for Jewish American scholarships. So I have oh. a proud Superman license plate on my car. Nice. Cool. That's great. Yeah. I love it too. All right. Uh, number seven. I apologize in advance for the earworm, but ain't no lie. Tie, tie, tie. In Star Wars, the Galactic Empire uses a plethora of short-range fighters known as TIE Fighters. TIE is actually an acronym. What does TIE stand for? If I hadn't heard this 8 million times and not remember that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it a lot too. Okay, I think I, you, you had the, let me see the last word you have there. Yes. Okay, all right, we'll, we'll try that. We'll lock it in. Yep. So TIE we're going with? I think so. Tactical Intercept. Tactical Intercept. Yeah. Tactical intercept and evasion. That sounds pretty clean. Um, so I originally wrote down tactical infantry something, but and then Matt wrote down... So I I always thought it was something like that, but then I looked up and I thought it had something to do with the style of engine that it has. So I thought it was twin something engine, and then Neil wrote down ion, so we, we locked in with twin ion engine. I think that might be right. It is twin ion engine. Nice yeah. pull. Yeah. Matt. Nice job. Nice pull. Yeah, as soon as you said it was about the engine, I was like, oh, he's Because right. the rest of it, like the X-Wing, A-Wing is actually based off the style of it, but right. these ones were based off the engine, which is weird. All right. Number eight, Lost in Translation. This is also thanks to uh, Scott from Louisville Trivia. The question is, what 1991 Sega Genesis game brought us a catchphrase, all your base belong to us? Another one that I've heard 10,000 times. Maybe I'll pull this one too. But I mean, I used to write this all the time. It's Is it? It might be. All your base? Are belong to us. Yeah. Yes. It's, so it's a it's a bad translation from oh. a Japanese game. You, you probably know better than I would then. You have no idea? No. Okay. Then we're going to lock in with what I have. Do you have any idea? I can't remember. Is it mother? Mother. <laughs> Again. I don't think it's mother. 
I don't think it's Doom either. It's not the, like the first Doom. I think it's Mother. It, okay, we can go with that. I think it's from like a, a JRPG, um, and I think it's based in space and something. So I uh, we locked in with Star Commander. Yeah, so close. It's Zero Wing is the name of the game. Mm. Hmm. Which is it is kind of like basically a Wing Commander ripoff, but I, I had fun with it. Right. Yeah, I've never yeah. actually played it. I've only seen that that one meme over right. and over and over. All right, number nine. It's about damn time. In The Fellowship of the Ring, the movie suggests that when Gandalf went to Minas Tirith to research the ring, he was gone for a few weeks or months. In the books, however, he was actually gone for a very long period of time. Within two, how many years was Gandalf gone? To break this down, is Matt, Ken the only one who's read the books in the room? Correct. I would think so, yeah. Okay. This that isn't, is it's not going to, Ken will be fine on his own, so I'm just going to talk. Um, is Gandalf like 500 years old or something? Is he like an old, not immortal, but isn't he like. He's a wizard. Yeah, so, but he, so he's pretty old? I can imagine he looks pretty old. I think those, like the. The trees, you know, they've they've known him a long time. And they walk they, around. They talk to him. Hundreds, hundreds of years. Imagine I mean, Aaron Sorkin doing Fellowship of the Ring where the uh, trees do a walk and talk. This won't help, Neil, but technically uh, Gandalf is an angel. Oh, oh Gandalf the white. Essentially. He's a one No, even as the gray. Oh, okay. A one-winged angel. Um, He's not. So it's probably a lot. If it's a few but weeks in the movie. It's within two. So oh, you you're right. Figure, that's the... With your logic, right? You got to do a little bit of a... Uh, game theory how about how about i would i would it probably between 25 and 30 years somewhere in that range i would think oh that much yeah i mean he's pretty smart i don't think he needs hundreds of years it's just a ring you could figure it out 23 yeah lucky 23 okay slam dunk we we're locked in uh it's bothering me because they're like right in the right ballpark mm-hmm. but i need to make sure that we get the two-year range it's like I think it's 20 years, but it might be 25. I think it's 20, though. Okay. Let's go 20. I, you know, I'm kind of kicking myself a little bit because when I originally wrote the question, uh, it was within three years. How many years was he gone? Um, he was actually gone for 17 years. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, we were off by six. I don't feel bad then. Yeah, but we were off by what would have been a right answer. I feel better <laughs> about it now. <laughs> Blame me. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number 10. He slimed me. All right. Although the glutinous ghost was never named in the first Ghostbusters movie, in the second movie he was named Slimer and was sort of the mascot of the team. In interviews, Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman have described Slimer as, quote-unquote, the ghost of what actor? Mm. Yes. Okay. Relax. Or the other one. (laughs) All right. So um, an actor... Gluttonous actor. Yeah. Possibly green. Boisterous. Dead. I'm not actually seeing the Ghostbusters movies. Okay. How? We're going to say... Um, Firefly, Matt. Firefly. That's Costello true. of Abbott and Costello. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So uh, I had written down, um, apparently, the wrong Belushi. Uh, written down Jim. Uh, according to Jim, he is still alive. Uh, and we're locking in with John Belushi. The answer is John Belushi. All right. So the second half of that uh, round proved perilous for the Black Lodi, and we are hanging out at 116 and uh, 95 points Mm -hmm. for uh, Iron Geek. Catching up. Okay. Final round. Uh, The topics are, number one, 
the doctor will see you now and then and later. Number two, Game of Thrones has lots of puppies and dire wolves too. Number three, a lot of money for some old school action. Number four, my name is Mud. And number five, if the glove fits, you must 50% acquit. My name is Mud. I know the song, but I don't know the... My name is Mud. Right? Is that the one? All right. And then the... If you must acquit. Yeah, I know some OJ stuff. Okay. I don't think that's going to be in this game, though. <laughs> we'll go like, five. It's like geek trivia. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're all in. Okay, uh, question one. The Doctor will see you now and then and later. To date, there have been 14 actors that are officially recognized to have a portrayed Doctor Who. Name at least seven of them. Question two. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones has lots of puppies and dire wolves, too. In Game of Thrones, the Stark children discover six direwolf pups, and each gets one and names them. What are the names of all six direwolves? Yeah, we're fine. Number three, a lot of money for some old school action. In 2014, a pristine copy of 1938's Action Comics number one, which was the first appearance of Superman, sold on eBay for a record price for a comic book. Within $500,000, how much did the comic book sell for? Number four, my name is Mud, widely accredited as the precursor to the MMORPG. And for those of us listening that don't know what that means, that stands for a massively multiplayer online role-playing game. The Mud was the first type of computer program to incorporate role-playing adventures with multiple players via computer connection. What does Mud stand for? And number five, if the glove fits, you must 50% acquit. In Infinity Wars in the MCU, Thanos needs and acquired all the Infinity Stones to complete the glove. Hashtag thanks, Star-Lord. The colors of the stones were in alphabetical order. Blue, green, orange, purple, red, and yellow. Again, that's blue, green, orange, purple, red, and yellow. The names of the stones, also in alphabetical order, were mind, Power, reality, soul, space, and time. Again, that's mind, power, reality, soul, space, and time. Match up the correct colors with the correct names. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. 
Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. All right. All the answers are locked in. All right. Number one, the Doctor will see now then later name 14, there name at least seven of the 14 actors that have been Doctor Who. All right, we'll go first over here at Black Lodi. We um, wagered 15 points on this one, and uh, we are going to start with Matt Smith. Uh, Christopher Eccleston. Peter Capaldi. Uh, David Tennant. Tom Baker. I think we said John Hurt. And your last one? Is Jodie Whittaker. Okay. Uh, okay, I don't know if they consider john hurt an official doctor by the way but we'll see what happens yeah, we didn't know anymore so <laughs> um okay so we wager 10 on our end uh for the iron geek so i'm just starting from now going backwards uh when jody whitaker peter capaldi matt smith david tennant christopher eccleston uh paul mcgann was the one in the movie and then we said uh tom baker and we just said peter davison who is david tennant's uh father-in-law okay uh the answers are uh, from number one how the Chronological order, number one, William Hartnell. Number two, Pat- Patrick Trufton, I believe. Number three is John Pertwee. Number four, the one I grew up with personally, and Tom Baker. Number five, Peter Davison. Number six, Colin Baker. Number seven, Sylvester McCoy, also known as Radagast the Brown from the Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number eight was Paul McGann. Number nine, Christopher Eccleston, who is my wife's favorite one. Number 10, and my personal favorite one, is David Tennant. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. him too. Number 11, Matt Smith. Number 12, Peter Capaldi. Number 13, Jodie Whittaker. And number 14, as the war doctor, John Hurt. Nice. I had Davidson too, so that would have sucked if we missed that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question two. In Game of Thrones, the Stark children discover six dire wolves. What are their names? Okay, we put uh, 20 chips on the table for this one. You want to switch off again? Yeah. Do you want to start with the one that I famously missed on our Game of Thrones trivia? I believe that was Nymeria, right? That you missed? Uh, I missed Summer. Summer. Brands. Okay. Dark, there's but, two. Uh, and then the other ones you have uh, Ghost belonging to John. Shaggy Dog. Rickon. Yeah. Grey Wind is Rob's. We said Shaggy Dog, Grey Wind, Summer, Lady, uh, Ghost, and then Nymeria would be the last one. Mm. Yeah. We were right around the same. Uh, we said. Clifford, Scrappy Doo, Scooby Doo, Marmaduke, Brain, and Odie. <laughs> and we wagered a big fat zero. Yeah. Uh, they are as follows Rob's is Grey Wind, Sansa's is Lady, Arya's is Nymeria, Brand's was Summer, Rickon's was Shaggy Dog, and Jon Snow's was Ghost. Depends on if you count him as a Stark or not. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, number three, a lot of money for some old school action. Within $500,000, how much did a pristine copy of 1938's? Action Comics number one, sell four in 2014. All right. For a big uh, 10, we said 1.3 mil. Mm. Yeah, we wagered 15. We originally thought this was going to be about an action movie, uh, but uh, it was not. So we 
originally wrote down 1.3. We discussed it. Matt thought it was 2.5. Then we kind of brought it down to uh, in the middle there. So we, we went with 1.9. The answer was $3,207,852. Wow. Not close. And, uh, <laughs> after eBay's fees, I think they got like $26 after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was their final poll. My name is Mud. Uh, the MUD, M-U-D, was the first type of computer program to incorporate role-playing adventures with multiplayer via computer connection. What does MUD stand for? Uh, we wagered 10 on this. Um, I, I'm not really too familiar with that uh, term before, but for me it sounded like something that could be like a dungeon crawler you play with other people. Uh, so we said multiple user dungeon. And we didn't really know, so we just uh, wagered 10 and put multiple user directed. Uh, the answer was a multi-user dungeon. Ooh, it, was, uh, it was a, uh, it was a, I don't know. Did you guys ever read the book, um, Ready Player One? I yes. saw the movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, in the book, but not in the movie. There's this game they talk about Zork. That was a, mm-hmm. that was a mud. That was one of yeah, the first ones. It was text, ones. It was text based. Uh, yeah. Based off Radio Zork, right? Yeah. It used to be an old call-in radio show. You told I them what. I believe to do. so. Yeah. You you would tell them what they would be like. Should I open the door? And then users would call or listeners would call in and tell you what to do. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. That's cool. But yeah, multi-user dungeon. There's also a multiple multi-user dimension and multi-user domain where like the afterwards in any of those three answers would have would have been acceptable. Cool. So all this time we didn't know that the Matthew McConaughey movie was about gaming. Right. <laughs> Number five, if the glove fits, you must 50% acquit. Uh, the colors of the stones of Thanos' glove compared to the names of the stones. You got six warrior answers. All right, I'm just going to take this one away. Uh, we wagered 10 on this one. We said mind came out of um, Vision's head, and that was yellow. Power was the one from Guardians of the Galaxy, and that was purple. Reality is the ether, and that's red. Soul is orange. Space is the Tesseract, which is blue, and time is green. Oh, we got some of those, right? <laughs> uh, we wagered five. I'll let Matt take it. Yeah, I think um, we just mixed up. I think it's because we're colorblind. Uh we we said uh, yellow was mind, uh, red was soul, purple was space, uh, orange was reality, um, green was time, and blue was power. Okay, the correct answers are in alphabetical order from the colors: blue, which is space; green is time; orange is soul; purple is power; red is reality. And yellow is mind. Yeah, so we got orange, red, and blue, purple mixed up, which is perfect color blindness. So oh, <laughs> good for us. All right. At the end of the game, it looks like we picked up an extra 25 points all said and done. And you guys broke even. So that brings our score to 141. And you guys are at 95. So it looks like we are the cream of the crop, or as uh, Chris says, the suit of the Groot. I am the cream. Yeah, that was a that was a great game. It just uh, some of the those uh, questions were just a little outside yeah, of not for us, <laughs> out of our zone. But yeah. you guys seem to be zoned in the whole time. So yeah, if it was from a TV show or a movie, we had a chance. So yeah, that's that's what matters. Well, for the next one, I'll uh, put more stuff in TV shows and movies and less stuff in uh, comic books and that's nah, fine stuff like that. We'll, oh, the, we'll have to read a book once in a while. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you know, having spent the last uh, you know fifteen or sixteen years. You know, doing nerd stuff alongside you, it's it's been a pleasure and an honor. <laughs> had some good times. Is this going to be a breakup? Is this going to be live on air, a breakup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the more. 
all the more. <laughs> Chris, uh, before before we let you go, uh, why don't you give a shout out to everyone who helped you write the game today, and then also um, any shout outs uh, personally that you'd like to give out. Well, um, shout out to uh, Scott who helped me. Um, also, Aaron who helped me with some questions. Um, even though we'd ever met, she was very gracious and um, you know didn't think of me as like a stalker or a crazy person when I said this random person is things asking for questions. And uh, thanks to uh, my wife Jess and uh, sister in law Sarah for helping me um, make these questions a little bit less uh, verbose, if you will. <laughs> We appreciate it. <laughs> um, but a special thing, got, uh, I'm getting ready to uh, actually retire from my day job in about uh, seven years is when I'm eligible. Congrats. And uh, my wife has been very supportive of my post-retirement dreams, which I've always wanted to do. Whereas most people in my life have always quashed that dream. She's not only very supportive, but she's actually being quite a bit of a pit bull in helping me to attain this. And hopefully within two years that uh, she and I will be the proprietors of a local combo book shop that is right. my retirement oh, cool. goals very cool um i don't need to be a millionaire i know i won't be a millionaire mm-hmm. but if we're just doing it if i could just spend the rest of my days doing what i want to and mm-hmm. um but yeah she's been instrumental in pitbull yeah. and you know you know when you got support like that at home mm-hmm. man that really makes you the richest person in the world That's well, right if you, if you so. find one of those action comics number one you will be a two or 3.2 millionaire or whatever that was <laughs> So that's good. That's before eBay's fees. Right, absolutely. Right. Congratulations yeah. on that. We, we wish you all the luck with the comic book store. And have you picked out a name yet, or you're still working on it? Uh, yes, we have. Uh, we picked out a name, um, and we're going to uh, file the LLC at the, at the beginning of the year. Um, I had a dog, uh, Seamus. He was my boxer, and he was my best pal. And unfortunately, we had to put him down. Mm. Um, he, he's getting old and, and ill health. And he was known for his crooked face. And so we're looking for somebody to do a caricature of it, and it's going to be called Crooked Dog Comics and Games. All right, that's like great. It. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I it just a uh, uh, you know tip of the hat to you for for following your dream and to have someone to support you like that is wonderful. And uh, it's going to be a super successful business, we're sure. And mm-hmm. as soon as it's open, let us know. We'll do a live show inside the store with you. It sounds. Super I fun. would absolutely love that. We got plenty of room in the house. We'll put you all you guys up, and I'll make you some, my ribs. Hey, that okay. sounds great. If you want to, you don't eat ribs. Yeah, I'll, I'll so. take some fish ribs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you uh, if you want to support our dreams, you can join people like Chris who support us on Patreon. Uh, Triviality there Podcast. You go. <laughs> yeah. Patreon.com slash Triviality Podcast, where you can uh, support us for, as Neil says, as little as a dollar a day. <laughs> and we thank Chris for that. Nice segue, by the way. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I mean, he was due. It was. <laughs> it's been a bit. Uh, well, well, thank you so much uh, for your wonderful game that you wrote, that you put together. We know we've been uh, playing phone tag to get this thing going, but we hope everyone enjoyed it. And if you're a fan of anything uh, geek-related, comic books, movies, TV, and the like, uh, we hope you enjoy that and learn something to take to your next pub trivia. So on behalf of Ken, Jeff, Matt, and our host, Chris, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. Someone's like, let's go to TGI Fridays. We'll oh, get your stomach God. filled up. And then I, I ate a ton of TGI Fridays. And uh, we left right in front of the hotel, in front of everyone at the, at the convention. Mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, guys, I, I, everything is <laughs> everywhere. Uh, so, might have had to do with the TGI Fridays. mozzarella sticks all over the sidewalk. <laughs> Could have been those uh, four apps for $20. So Eat at TGI Fridays, our new sponsor. Yeah.